Hey, it's Sky Brothers here. View from the cheap seats this week. We have an unbelievable guest. Uh, he played for in the NFL, had over ten thousand six hundred yards rushing, and now he's got a great acting career. He's Thomas Q. Jones. Man, did you have fun on the show? Man, I had a blast on this show. Thank we you so much deep. for inviting me. Yeah, we got super deep, man. It was early in the morning out here in the West Coast. Man, Listen, y'all, got man, my, y'all got my brain working early, man. Talk so. Issues. I'm yeah. talking issues. I'm saying, look, we got so deep, we put her butt to sleep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Welcome. Welcome. From underneath the Hollywood Hills Directly in Los underneath Angeles, California. LA. Not underneath the Subterranean sign. Beneath and the Earth. The Earth itself. Deeper in a dimension of depth than the core of the Earth? It's impossible. It is exactly in the core of the From Earth. From an impossible location. <laughs> Below Hollywood. In the core of the Earth. Somehow above heaven. Completely above heaven. Above logic. Beyond logic. Beyond logic. Despite logic. Coming to you, despite logic. <laughs> Please be my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, with your host, Roman Presnell. And your other host, David Harris. Uh, wh- guys. <laughs> what a great Sunday it is today. It certainly is a nice Sunday. I'm loving this. Welcome to church. <laughs> We're excited today because our guest, Judge, Judge. I love when a rapper's like Judge. I do. Too. I feel like Cedric the Entertainer started that. I really thought Snoop Dogg. Yeah, from Church to the Palace, but Cedric was talking about Church and Big Mama's house. Ah, oh, I didn't know the reference. Mm-hmm. We have Paul Rust on today. Yeah, we do. Paul Rust is a comedian, very funny guy, a writer, actor, improviser. In Los Angeles, he's going to come Very on. expressive, very talented. I really enjoyed everything I've ever seen him in. Yeah, he is a very funny guy. That guy, this guy, Paul, if you have not seen this guy, Google him real quick. His body can make any shape. I'm and he's like, it's like Mr. Fantastic, but not as shitty. Mr. Fantastic. Fantastic Four. Oh, Reed Richards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... As listeners will come to know, I think they'll find that I have—I just don't have a very good comic book um, That's background. Fine. That's okay. I'm here. I'll take care of that for uh, us. Exactly. Mister Fantastic's a dickhole, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. Just, tell if me you want to know, he just sucks. He's shitty. <laughs> tell me. Multiple times. Actually, anytime anything bad happens in the Marvel start universe, the, this podcast <laughs> by comparing our special guest, by the way, who is here now. Up. Hey, uh, well, he may be on his way up. <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, tell us more about... Uh, He's better than Mr. Fantastic. Oh, of course. Of Completely. course. Paul is amazing. He's Mr. Amazing. Mr. Gotcha. Fantastic is just a shithead. He sucks. He's responsible for everything that goes wrong in the Marvel Universe constantly. And the, the number one thing about him is he's sort of like a Michael Crichton-style scientist. Like, like just reckless? And- yeah, like we're just supposed to believe that he just is a complete fool, which he is. But, like, everything he does just results in, like, basically ending the universe over and over and over again. I found a way to put more uh, oxygen molecules into our water supply at the school. There's a small risk 
Yeah, what's that, the, what will happen? That acreage and acreage of farmland will be polluted and cause toxic babies. That sort of scientist. But I'm going ahead anyway. Well, he's always, he thinks he's discovering things or like he makes decisions for you. Like it would be like, oh man, the Galactus is going to eat the planet if we don't do this. Well, I'm not going to ask anybody. I'm just going to fix this. Even though it's going to end up requiring that everyone's leg falls off. And then oh. he'll just make a choice like that without uh, consulting anybody. He's like the guy on the Vegas trip who's like, just decides what we're all going to do. Yeah, he's like, oh, don't, I already booked us a reservation at the Super 8. And you're like, I, well, I guess that's what we're doing because we'll Greg there. It was in charge of the itinerary. I wanted to see my cousin who lives on the other side of but Vegas, but... Too bad. It was all in Greg's hands. Yeah. Greg is Mr. Fantastic, who is worse than Paul Rust, because Paul Rust is awesome. Do you at home now see the picture? Because <laughs> I do. This should be painted very vividly in your mind at uh-huh. this point. And so many women are on board, too, I should say. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't they be? Man, how's it going in the girlfriend area? You know it's hard work. It's still, I get it. It's uh, it hasn't it hasn't turned out a lot of um, positive results. I guess quite yet, but I think a lot of that is just coming from the fact that my standards are so high. I totally agree. Like I'm not going to just go and date any regular average girl. Like that's what regular average people do, which I'm not. Uh, let's <laughs> go get our guest. We're going to go retrieve him. We are here with Paul Rust. Hello. The Paul Rust. Uh-huh. Um, we were just, before you got here, we were talking about um, your stage presence. And, um, uh-huh. yeah, your stage presence, I feel uh-huh. like. You're just presence. Uh, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, right? Right. I didn't bring anything. You have a huge sack of presents everywhere <laughs> you go. It's the best way to win over an audience at the, no. at the top of a show. I if you have I not seen this that. man live, uh, he's come out with some Twix. Very expressive body. It's something I always think about when I watch you perform <laughs> anything. Join the club. I mean, I think that's everybody that's just thinking about my body <laughs> when I'm on stage. Um, it makes but, it difficult to bring a girl to your show, actually, for that very reason. I get jealous because yeah. she always observes and kind of, I think, too much detail your body <laughs> sometimes. Keeps remarking about those muscles yeah <laughs> or i guess like, people this, they don't know they don't know like i don't have muscles so um i disagree you guys are they're all googling um <laughs> right now they're google earthing they're taking a really weird way <laughs> to try to find a picture of me it's like there's other ways guys but use google earth and hope use that you google see me in earth. street view continue to do uh, street view so i've always weird. wanted to stand outside for three days and try to be on google earth like if i just <laughs> yeah stand there for long enough maybe i'll like actually be a staple when people are looking at a certain area it's funny to think about a modern like where's waldo where a guy <laughs> yeah. chooses to do that and dresses up in a suit and goes just spends his days doing that. Yeah. I bet the guy who created Waldo is doing that right now. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I mean, that was his greatest pursuit was yeah, to constantly yeah, just be everywhere. Waldo and just going around and hanging around places for a really long time and then hoping they'll take the picture. And then There's no way he's doing anything else. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except cashing them mad residges. Man, he's probably cashing up so hard. Uh, what, Paul, what's it like to have a girlfriend? 
Uh, <laughs> you mean in general? In yeah. Life? Like, what's it like? Like currently or in life? In well, life. I mean, I guess we're pre- we're noobs. Yeah, we're kind of we're amateurs. <laughs> uh, I'm like I've had a few girlfriends. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been you know super good, and and so. Yeah, but what, like from your perspective, yeah, mine have never lasted really a long time. What's the longest your guys's uh, relationships have? Like, what's your longest relationship? How long is it? Two last? and a half years is mine. mine. Mine's probably two and a half months, days to months. <laughs> Some variation between two and a half days and two and a half months. Yeah, yeah. No. There was like a twilight period between that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm similar. I'd say my longest was like two and a half years. Um, so what's it mean to have a girlfriend? Like, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. well, the thing is, I'm just working really hard at it and I want to be, I want to know if this goal is worth all the effort I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Boys, is it ever? I knew knew it. it. I fucking knew it. (laughs) Uh, having somebody to eat with. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh my, I just lit a candle and turned off the lights. (laughs) I did too. I watched you do it. So I just participated with you in your. Having somebody to watch TV with. Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) Everything I thought it was. Um, I hate watching TV alone. (laughs) I do though. I, that's the thing is though, when I'm watching TV alone, that's when I think about having a girlfriend and stuff like that yeah or i like, mean clear i was you know being tongue-in-cheek no. there's obviously greater rewards than that but it, it's I, better it is, than that <laughs> well it's funny that I, was, I you know i look back on like fondest memories with girlfriends and a lot of them usually involve sitting like somewhere comfortable eating something good and watching something i like with them all at the same time. That's usually like fondest memories. You know? All three of those points took the not sexual direction. I wanted them to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds very uh, asexual. Yeah. I was like, uh, oh, yeah. Both seeing, I mean, what, eating, <laughs> in watching. Both of the, in all those memories, our genitals evaporated into <laughs> our bodies and we became like asexual alien beings. So it's kind of like, I guess maybe it wasn't the most romantic of times. Evangelion situation, right? there uh this is not a religious program <laughs> it's not oh, you guys lied to me to get me here so we were going to be focused on the scriptures it, right? <laughs> um it is sunday you paul you're a guitar player yeah and um <laughs> uh do you find that guitar helps you or have you ever played guitar mm. like have you ever played regardless of whether it helps you like have you ever played guitar for a girl um, if I ever did, it has to be really, really deep into the relationship. It's certainly not like a first date, like I'm pulling it out and we're, you know what I mean? I Good think the for best- you. <laughs> That's amazing to me. Have you guys if taken I the get, other route before? If, oh my God. If I got, if I had a girl over and she was like, is that a guitar? I'd be like, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to hear something? Like, that's where I'm going to go because I'm weak, because I'm, I'm yeah, insecure I, I and I don't it. have no, a... No, 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 no. I could see... And there's a distinction between... I, I couldn't do it. I could see how you could do it. There's a distinction, too, <laughs> between playing, like, your own stuff and a cover. Yeah. Like, I could see a cover going down a little more easily yeah, sure. than if you, like, pulling out, like, your own, like, self in the lyrics. Uh-huh. But maybe you did that, too. I don't know. I don't know. See, my mistake is I'm not a lyrical guy. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm pretty dense when it comes to that. Like, I've always appreciated music on a very musical level. Oh, right. And so, I get so caught up. I get so, you know, I practice this with my fingers. And surely, she's going to know, like, how this thing that I do with my hands. Yeah, it's so complicated. Is, it's more complicated. It means yeah. so much more. It's, it's, it's representative of so much growth. But really, I think, you know, it's yeah. just this thing. It's this noise to them, you know, and they're waiting yeah. for the lyric about or, them or whatever. Right, 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 right. Or they're, yeah. Well, it's funny. I remember, like, in college, I was in this band uh, with these guys I didn't really quite know. I mean, they were all good guys, but, like, it wasn't, like, it was the only time I was ever in a band with guys who were, like, not, we're not friends, and we started a band. It was, like, we kind of came together just to play a band and it became mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. And so, there was always kind of minor hiccups where you're like, this is not the personality I would normally... Totally. Because I remember he was, like, um, talking about a guitar teacher he had in high school, and he was like, you know, my instructor said, you know, the best thing about a guitar is that, like, when a girl sees you holding a guitar in your arms, she, like, wants to replace the guitar. And when That's he said what? that to me, I said, oh, and then did your teacher tell you that he was a shithead too? <laughs> <laughs> and I, because th I thought he was saying it to me because it was like, uh, oh, get a load of uh, this. An example this of this insane teacher. So I said that and then the guy telling me the story went, oh, well, I, I thought he's a pretty cool guy actually. But <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, fuck my box. I screwed it up. Uh, but I think the best thing a guitar probably does for... I don't know if you play it and involving girls and stuff is I think it somehow legitimizes sensitivity because if you were just talking about your feelings or being artistic in another way, you would be like um, a bit of a pussy or something. But if you can like somehow channel it into music or art, then you seem a little less like, oh, who's this? That's a really interesting way to think about it. <laughs> if you're a sensitive guy, yeah. you know what I mean, and feel things. Well, you know, <laughs> you I'm have a to like somehow gussy it up so you're not just like this bleeding, like baby yeah. weirdo. <laughs> I really hate guitar players because I'm not one. <laughs> guitar players are like boyfriends and rich people because I only hate them because I'm not one of them. <laughs> if you had it, if you had it, only actual reason I dislike Have it. you ever hated a specific guitar player? Yes, I definitely have. I went to high school with this guy, Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> that this motherfucker. motherfucker. He <laughs> was so hot for his teacher <laughs> the whole time. Well, I was going to start a band with his brother, and he kept showing up uh, in the room. Showing you up. Yeah, yeah, and then he was like, I guess I'll just be in the band. Because I, you know, I didn't even know how to play guitar. I was going to learn. I assumed they would pay for the lessons. <laughs> Because well, I'm That's worth what a band is to you. <laughs> yeah. This whole recruitment it's a process. Yeah, it's well, it a should be because I bring a lot to the table. Just because I don't have the, I can learn that skill if you would just invest in me. What I bring <laughs> is chance. intangibles. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Right, 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 right. Well, we're pulling our money together for your. Guitar I'm ready. Fun right now. I'm ready. There I have been times I've a seen fiddle, perhaps or a banjo I'd like that. Mm -hmm. I've seen a guy bring out a guitar before. And I've been like, oh, God, I hate you so much. He's like metaphorically pulling his dick out right now. Totally. Yeah. Every and six time. strings, the six strings of the guitar are six pubes. That's exactly right. <laughs> six <laughs> copper nylon pubes. And it's perfectly tuned. Perfectly pubes. tuned. If you actually pull your dick out when he pulls the guitar out, it only helps him. <laughs> you get thrown out and yeah. he looks more sane. Which is shit. What kind of bullshit yeah, what is, that? is that? 
What world is that? Just because my dick didn't cost, you know, $400 or whatever, <laughs> like his did. 400 is pretty cheap. Oh, yeah? It is, I actually. Know. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I really want to see this scene where you just pull out a dick and you just, you've reached the point in a, you know, in a movie or whatever. Because right. like, that's clearly what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Where it's a dick contest and it's your meltdown. Like, I would yeah. love to see that. Yeah, that'd be really funny. Uh, a threatened, scared dick scene would be very funny. Uh-huh. It's not as funny as it sounds, though, when you live in it. In real life, no. Yeah. No, no. Of course not. But I think I could apply my uh, experiences into really making that scene into something great. Yeah. It's yeah. just kind of sensitive for me, biologically. I mean, I think there was a, a Big Brother Jake episode that already did that. Um, Big Brother Jake? What's Big Brother Jake? Oh, wait, that was in 80s? Yeah, do you remember wait, that? Was Jake, um, the guy, Body by Jake. That guy! Oh, I remember He, like, that looked guy. over some orphans or something. But in, there was a scene <laughs> there where he took out his dick and he said, well, this is what this is all about, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, they showed, it was, I think, the only time in the network. family channel uh-huh. showed a fleshy, uh-huh. a flesh dick. Hmm. On screen. That was the first time. Well, at least he didn't pull a guitar. That's the best way of putting it. A flesh dick, yes. So you saw a guy pull out a guitar. I mean, was there a girl in the room? Well, I think like all guitar players just, (laughs) they think, you know, like it's their game, you know. So like, oh, somebody else bringing a guitar. It's like immediately like, I know what you're up to or whatever. And like, Mm -hmm. for me, at least my first thought is like, are they really that good? Or are they kind of like... Yeah, I mean, your biggest rivals in terms of, like, getting girls are the ones who are most like you, right? Because they have... You know their secrets, or you feel the most intimidated by them. Yeah, Yeah, it's the same as, like, going up for, like, a a role. (laughs) You know what I mean? If the guy's, like, different than you enough, you can just kind of be like, oh, well, that's cool. He's his thing, I'm my thing. (laughs) Right, yeah, I'm not going to... We're in two separate categories here. (laughs) Are you working on a new ET in ET2? I am. Uh, I, I want to announce you. it right now. We knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we just knew E.T. is a... That's one of your... <laughs> oh, my favorite. Favorite movies. Yeah, is I that, love E.T. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we've talked about that before. Um, E.T. is great because... Um, well, I, I was just at the E.T. house. I, I was, oh, that's right. I saw on your right. um, Wait, Instagram. E- what's the E.T. house? Well, it's the... Like Hemingway's house? That's <laughs> where E.T. lived and shot himself. <laughs> 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 uh, right after he wrote his his, most, drunk his biggest novel, he just the old man and the reasons. Right after he got his Nobel Peace Prize, <laughs> Nobel Pieces Prize. Yeah, the, oh, uh, uh, got him. Uh, but no, it's like where they shot the uh, house, the exterior of where ET, I guess, lived with Elliot. So uh, it's more, I guess, should say Elliot's house, not E.T.'s house. Mm. E.T.'s house, probably some fucking swamp. <laughs> Dude, <probably> some <laughs> bullshit planet. Yeah. But yeah. if you told people you were at Elliot's house, they would not even give a shit. Yeah, they wouldn't they even would. know who's Elliot. Yeah, I go to Elliot Gould's house all the time. Good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Gould. 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 Yeah. I love well, it. Well, E.T.'s an alien and Elliot Gould is a ghoul. He's they a all g- exist in that fantasy <laughs> land. No, E.T. isn't really a, a romance movie. I mean, I guess it's a love story, if we're talking about relationships. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. we don't, don't have to, to keep just... bringing it back here. It's your show. I don't want to uh, keep bringing it back. Well, I mean, you can you can love a movie, too, you know? Mm-hmm. I love a movie. I love a lot of movies. Which one are your faves? Oh, man. Um, I really like uh, Predator is good. 
Hey, both Alien movies, E.T. and Predator. And it was, yeah, I bet E.T. and the Predator probably have met in some way. I be, At that Star I mean, Wars thing. At something. that fucking Senate thing they held. Yeah, and there's yeah. A, yeah, there was an E.T. in Star Wars. And I bet there's a Predator somewhere predator in there. There ought to be. The if there had been, that whole fucking Sith Rebellion thing would have been wrapped up real quick. Yeah, if they had a Predator on their side, call uh, quits, guys. Yeah. He's won. He's only on his own side. There would have not. They would not have ever been called That's the true. Old Republic. It just he would have been have the Republic with an army. He would have been too strong-headed. That one. I love him, man. <laughs> I remember an age. I like when- it because it's sort of about like you know, it's like a guy. It's a kid who's you know like missing some sort of like father figure right and then et comes in as kind of this like best friend it's like a kid's every kid's wish right like they have an imaginary friend and then and then uh when when he leaves elliot's like a big boy (laughs) and et gets him drunk too right doesn't that happen no et gets elliot drunk yeah because et himself gets drunk they share some sort of bond right in some way or something like that no i missed that yeah, it's a great part, and that's when Elliot makes all the frogs. He has that frog revolution in the school. Yeah, I mean, it happens anytime somebody gets drunk. You get drunk, and somewhere in a school, frogs are released. It happens. Mm-hmm. That's why we have such a frog problem, because there's such a... E.T. really brought that to the forefront of the public yeah. eye, though. That was the first movie brave enough to really... Say it. Yeah. And then, thank God, Battletoads, about those mm-hmm. four that went so awry that they became aggressive and yeah. used weapons. Yeah, I mean, they were like Double Dragon, but horribly twisted in a negative way. I E.T. Felt like. is the origin story for the Battletoads. <laughs> Those toads that were released in that school <laughs> grew up to be, they got in some sort of ooze that E.T. had left from his butthole. That mixed it with them. That sounds like, in the beginning feasible of the arcade game. Yeah. <laughs> it scrolls waiting yeah. for quarters to go in yeah, out of E.T.'s butthole. <laughs> emerged four battle toads. What were their names? Do you remember? Stinky. <laughs> Colonel. Gladys. 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 And, and Pert. Pert. No, Pert. Pert. Like a cat. Yeah, but. Pert, Stinky, Gladys, and Colonel were the battle toads. <laughs> Did you guys play Battletoads? Mm-mm. It's too hard. There's a part in Battletoads, and a lot of people know if they've ever played it, where there are these speeder bikes. It's like a motorcycle speeder bike stage. Uh-huh, I know what you're talking and about. And I would swear to God that it's literally impossible. And I'm not exact. I think it's li- I don't think there was a game after it. I think it is quite literally impossible to beat. <laughs> And that's how they were able to turn out a game for really yeah. cheap, because you only have to make a third of the game, and then Promise no one ever knows that there's that there isn't actually anything after that. They just everyone thinks they're not good enough to get right. past it's like that part. Glass in the lip balm, you know yeah. what I mean? Like having a level you can't beat in a video game. There's just you're always going to have people keep coming back. Well, but- Battletoads pulled that shit off mm-hmm. flawlessly. Yeah. Um, we have. A lot of band experience, and we were wondering if we could uh, join your band, Don't Stop or We'll Die. Uh, sure, guys. I'm going to say yes right right now, without even conferring with the other band members, because I don't think I have to. You're in. You know I what? I don't think you, you have to. Those two other knuckleheads okay. are out. You Take a break from in. the podcast right now. Oh, okay. This is big fucking news. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for this. This is huge. And I guys, need to make a phone call. You guys got tuners, right? You got to bring your own tuners to tune. Uh, hey, let's go live. We're going to buy tuners. We're going to get so many well, tuners. I think we should establish... Not a great start, guys, but... I don't know if you remember, but I do expect you guys to fit the bill for most of my training and 
That's right. Hey, the tuners and right. stuff. So we're already I mean, it doesn't have to be like a big thing. Up, I don't want the money to get in the way of our creativity. Don't stop or we'll die. Who are you talking to? My your mom. mom? That's great. I'll tell your mom I said hi. Congratulations, Mr. Mrs. Harris. Your son is on his way to rock superstardom now. <laughs> she, this is great. Well, I just said all that to Siri. It's good. Siri, it's weird that, that today's her, her birthday. And you just called her about that. That's the first time you've called her today, right? Yeah. I don't. It's also weird that I know it's your mom's birthday. Um, <laughs> yeah, how do you know that? It's a little strange. Are you dating my mom? Yes. I guess if this is what we're talking about, if we're talking about relationships, that's the granddaddy of them all. I've been dating your mom. <laughs> I'm kidding. Have you ever had a crush on a friend's mom? Hmm. I've had crushes on teachers. Yes. Um, but I don't think... Uh, what was one no, of the teachers? No. What's one of the teachers you had a crush on? Um, I think ones that were like... We had a teaching assistant. Like when you'd get a TA from oh, the college the who best. would uh-huh. help yeah. the teacher. And there was a girl from the local college who came and was a TA for... And this is what was awesome. It was like for our art teacher, which meant she was like this college girl who's like into art. And when you're like in sixth grade, this is like who you Im- fantasize and imagine that you'll be dating, mm-hmm. you know, when you're done hanging out with these stupid people in your town. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you'll get to meet this awesome girl who's like into art, you know, and stuff like that. So uh, I remember having a big crush on her. You just have no frame of reference to know that that would never work, but you. You're so horny or yeah. whatever at that time. You're it, it trumps all logic. When I was in the seventh grade, I, it didn't even... Who I was fantasizing about was not about who was attractive. It mm. was like who was just in my life. So, if you yeah. were a woman that had any development at all, <laughs> you were like fair game. Yeah. And so, like, I would have these ridiculous masturbation sessions <laughs> to my... In their honor. To, to my teachers That's at the time. Weird. And just about stuff like, I could barely see a panty line. Or, like, just the fact that they have yeah. a boob... They have boobs. Yeah. Like, was enough. Right. Just being aware that they... And, it, yeah, and it, like, it had to be that they were from my life. It had to be, right. like, taboo enough to... Or <laughs> well, it reminds me of my friend... Adam told me he was like in this uh, car accident when he was three years old um, and he was in the hospital. So he has a lot of memories around that because it was kind of like a big thing that happened, you know, even mm-hmm. though he was three and he was like his dad and his grandpa came to like pick him up and take him out either, you know, out of the hospital or for lunch or something like that. And he got into the elevator and they were going down and there was a nurse there and Adam remembers her being like cute and it was like, um, she started talking to him, you know, I was uh-huh. like, what's your name? He's like, Adam. And she's like, um, what are you here for? Or who's this? Oh, that's my dad. That's my grandpa. Uh, how old are you? And he was three, but he knew like she wouldn't be into like a three year old. So he said he was five. <laughs> As if this nurse is going to be like, oh, fuck. Oh, well, now I'll suck your dick. <laughs> I, would, I didn't want to. I really. You were three. <laughs> but what a turn on those two years make. I admire 
the reasonableness with which he extended. Yeah. I mean, it's still bold. What is that? Forty percent or more? It's I don't yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's huge. But... Whatever one to three is. He's yeah, like, let's yeah. rein it in a little bit, Adam. There's no way she's gonna believe eight or nine. You fucking maniac. What well, are you yeah, trying to do? A lot of like, yeah, right. Figuring out what's believable, what's not. I can't pull nine. Off. I can't pull nine. <laughs> I just can't pull nine. That's so funny. Yeah. I'm just impressed at how goal oriented that is for a three year old too. Yeah, I mean, I guess it says something how you're sort of hardwired um, to impress uh, what you're attracted to. No, I mean, like oh, when you're uh, at that age. Like I remember my first like boner. I think was like in during Superman that part where Superman gets thrown into the water and it has like kryptonite like around his like neck <laughs> and then that woman comes in and like saves him you know and, like uh-huh. kisses him mm-hmm. like pulls him and he's like they're both wet and they're kissing that's what gave you a boner yeah i remember uh, not a boner but just getting like weird like feelings in my dick that yeah I yeah like, yeah, underst- yeah or i understood on a cosmic level <laughs> not, not at a second to second you know, experience. They were, um, uh, <laughs> I was so confused by boner, so confused as I was yep. as a boy. And I remember, I don't remember the first time I had a boner. And I'm sure, I think actually like infants get little tiny little boners. But I think, um, <laughs> whether they're three Based or five. Weekend research <laughs> over the last 12 years. But I was in preschool. This was the first time I remember like talking about it and my mom came to pick me up from daycare just very early memory and like i don't remember why i had it the vacuum cleaner was on so i was trying to like clean up the daycare and like my mom was late because she worked late and she came to pick me up yeah these little sweatpants i had this little tiny boner it was just enough to like you could feel it kind of pushing back and it was just a sensation (laughs) yeah i was so just innocent that i just of course i asked my mom i said mom what is this Uh and like i was looking i was kind of touching it i wanted her to know what i was indicating Right, and she said that's your penis, and I said, and I said, um, okay, thank you. And I remember in her mind at the time, I was like, I know it's okay. my fucking penis, mom. <laughs> Why does it feel so weird right now? Why didn't you answer the question? And I, yeah, just, like, I know that's my penis. I mom. had that for a while, but I didn't know at the, you know at that time what caused that. How erection. often do we want to say, yeah, I know that's my penis, yeah, mom. I know that's my penis, so mom. many times in life I've wanted I to yell that. Tattoo. I still appreciate your response, though. It was very respectful. Thank yeah, you. I like, showed respect. The, Thank you, mother. Push the envelope. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, all right. Yes, that is my penis. Uh huh. She probably would have been fine if you'd pushed it a little more, though, and been a little more inquisitive. <laughs> pushed that, his dick. I don't know. <laughs> in, a, in an inquisitive way, formed it into a question mark. What is this? I know it's my penis, but why? <laughs> Yeah, but your mom, I wonder if your mom knew if it was like a general misunderstanding. Like she just thought you were. How would she have known that I was experiencing like a little baby erection at the time, you know? (laughs) Right. She wouldn't. Yeah. She wouldn't have. It's weird that I would even think that. Yeah. Hold that again. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that you're making up when you're a kid (laughs) that you don't know. You know what I mean? My friend had this book once that was like a psychological like study of like what scares kids the most. And it was written during a certain time because they were pulling from like a time period that kids were, all the kids they were interviewing, um, obviously was around like when Thriller came out. <laughs> because every fucking kid was like scared of, um, the werewolf scene when Michael Jackson turned into a werewolf. And the thing that this reporter was studying, whatever, like chalked it up to is that like when you're a kid, like you're constantly like fantasizing about anything could happen, like, 
the phone rings, but it could also like bite me. Maybe I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, or you like imagine it biting you, possible, so then that man, became yeah. true. It could bite you. You know what I mean? And so it's like I think with. <laughs> Michael Jackson, that's, like, scary because there's, like, transformations are, like, hard to grant. You know what I mean? Like, your parents, in a weird way, like, if they get angry, that's kind of, like, the equivalent of, like, Michael Jackson becoming a werewolf, oh, right? Yeah. You're like, what is this, huh? I don't You know? <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway. No, but, yeah, you don't know. You don't have any framework. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, when... Why did we start talking about what kids are scared of? Um, fetishes. Probably because I'm here. <laughs> How fetishes are formed. Yes, I have uh, all the women I sleep with dressed up as Michael Jackson, <laughs> both pre-werewolf and as werewolf. They have to and do I bring, both. I bring special effects wizard Rick Baker into the bedroom, and he dresses her up, and she goes into makeup for four and a half hours. <laughs> and the whole time... her back out. Just, I'm like, good, good, good. And then we have sex. And That's a good strategy, Rick, too, Rick, if you need to recover. The payoff, Rick Baker gets the... <laughs> oh, he does? And, and play, touch. Because when you said watch, touches you, himself. he touches himself. <laughs> yes, as he watches. I mean, for four and a half hours with that wizard of the makeup world, you know, it's worth it. Yeah, completely. <laughs> That's a value. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm amazed. Yeah. I'm probably going to. Do you yeah. have his number? Uh, yeah. <gasps> One nine hundred mix a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us. Thanks a lot for listening today. Obviously, we hope you know we are nothing without you. And As much as it pains me to admit it, <laughs> I am nothing without you. Uh, we want to just keep things going with our podcast. And one way that you guys can help us do that is to subscribe on iTunes. And if you can go in and comment or review us, it helps us get on the popular comedy podcast page on iTunes. It helps us get more listeners. You'll notice there's a donation box here. And uh, we do have a lot to take care of. And a lot of work goes into these podcasts, you know. So uh, if you have a little bit of spare change laying around or some way to help uh, keep this going, that would help us infinitely. So if you get a chance to donate, just uh, click in the box and uh, help us out. Speaking of helping us out and clicking, you'll notice on the Feral site, uh, there's an Amazon link. Uh, Amazon. I call it Amazon.com. Some people call it Amazon.com. Yeah, it's classier. <laughs> but uh, if you're doing some Amazon shopping, if you would click through there, uh, it gets linked back to us that you came through there, and we actually get a kickback, a small kickback from anything that you would purchase on Amazon. So if you would be so kind to do your Christmas shopping or whatever uh, through us, we would appreciate that. And ultimately, you know, uh, if times are tough and, you know, you want to keep listening and keep helping us out so that we can keep bringing really good uh, podcasts and comedy to you, uh, please spread the word to your friends, you know, get people to listen and uh, make sure to uh, mention us on Twitter and on Facebook and on any kind of social media that you can get your hands on. Yeah. And feel free to tell enemies, too. I, we have a no discrimination policy on who can download it. Mm-hmm. So tech, they can be bad people. Yeah. Let, let your enemies know. That's fine with me. Yeah, fine with me, too. Cool deal. Well, on that note, I guess we'll get back to the show. And we're back. We are back. Back. <laughs> Rest. Oh, uh, man, do I love some good rest. Yeah, I like to, <laughs> I like to get rest. Weekend's a good time for rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I would consider myself an insecure guy. I cons- consider it a goal of my 30s to face certain insecurities. I've noticed that about you. I would say that's accurate. What a friend. That's a good guy mm-hmm. noticing that you're... 
Um, don't I know it? Confronting your insecurities. Man. I'm here for you. Well, I'm just Not only to identify it, but to feel free to speak of it. Mm-hmm. Roman and I are undressing. <laughs> and I'm putting on those clothes. <laughs> Paul is wearing a lot of clothes. Weird. Call the special effects guy. We're getting... <laughs> we need some fur. Um, yeah, I was wondering, you know, for guys... You know, some guys, I think, realize they're insecure sometimes about certain things, but they don't realize that they don't have the same awareness, at least for me. Like, I don't have the same awareness with them when I'm with a girl. I kind of get into this world where, like, I'm, you know, I kind of define myself in part by her and I I lose awareness of myself. And then I think... And then you lose the insecurities then, too, or? No, I think I only become more aware of the insecurities mm. when I take a step back and I'm not in that anymore. Right. But in the moment, they just feel like totally real fears and that I need to act on as opposed to just yeah. insecurities. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think there's probably like, I think there's something to like, you date somebody who is better at maybe expressing or doing something that you you emotion i mean emotionally can't like handle or process and so like you kind of like leave it up to them or you know what i mean like that's Uh sort of like the trade-off is kind of like all right i mean this is weird and gross that i'm talking about my sister in this moment (laughs) but it's uh it's not sexual it's like (laughs) it's to illustrate a point that like when i am hanging out with my sister amy I know she, I'm social and I try to be as social as possible, but I know my sister Amy is even more social. So when we go out to things together, uh-huh. I know she can kind of bear, B-E-A-R, you know, bear uh-huh. the like social weight there. She can like handle that. Right. And I think in a similar way you, that happens like with relationships, it's sort of like, oh, that person is better at like bearing that insecurity that I have. So I can kind of let them. I'll sort of vicariously let them, you know, is that what you were sort of saying that you can kind of like absorb your. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think they make it, you know, they make your insecure. Yeah. They make a world for you where you don't have to face something. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, not that's a bit the way I was looking at was sort of cynical, but I guess it's also positive that it's like, Oh, you know, a girlfriend gives you confidence. You know what I mean? Like builds you up in the areas that you feel good about. And that's sort of like creates a, a feeling of like goodness, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, like a safe yeah. world or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good too when a girl like really helps you just feel almost like spins like one of your insecurities into a positive or something. That's like one of the greatest feelings. What's a specific? Well, like for me, like as a bigger guy, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like uh, if I'm with a girl and she's like, if you're like walking down the street and somebody walks by, it's like, I hate skinny dudes. And you're just like, Awesome. It takes like a big insecurity of mine. I love it. Not only makes you not worry about it, but feel like even like better about yourself and build it up. Those are awesome. Great Mm -hmm. moments. When a girl's like, I just hate dudes with big old fat cocks. It's just Mm -hmm. so. That really changes things for me. When they're not long and thin with one apparent vein running down the top of it, then it's not my thing. And then I'm like, oh, that's my thing. And I find that, you know, they don't oh, they don't say that as much as I would like them to. <laughs> yeah. I think so. But how much of that are they doing because they know how much we like it or how much of it is actually really a, a reflection of their opinion or how much or does it even matter? They're just like, well, I think there's categories that do matter because, 
you know, I, I, this is a compliment, so I don't think it's sexist, but it's like, you know, I, I think a woman, most women at the end of the day have a better understanding of like, what hair looks good and what clothes, <laughs> and what clothes look good. So you kind of like, in a way, offer that as like a thing to be like, oh, if she says a nice thing about this, this has value. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, right. those are the opinions that matter, I guess, a lot of times for me, because it's like, oh, particularly, you know, body stuff, I guess, because it's like, oh, I know women think about, everybody does, but like women think about bodies a lot and look at other women's bodies and compare it to their body. You know, uh-huh. like bodies are just a big thing for women. And so when they say a nice thing about your body, then it's like, oh, I know you thought about this and this is something you are kind of like an expert on. So this feels good to get that compliment. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like those compliments are, I don't think are like, Oh, they're just saying that because we want to hear that. It's, it's not, like it's because they're or, yeah. experts on it. And like sharing that is sort of like getting like a nice opinion from somebody who knows what they're talking right. about. You know, I've always found know. that you can use that skill with the women in your life to your advantage. Go on. Which is like, well, I used to be, I won't say famous, but I was well known for always having a pretty awesome cologne when I would go out somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, go out and it was always like, you smell fantastic. Is, is that Michael Jordan's cologne? <laughs> the secret was, I have never purchased a bottle of cologne in my entire life. Uh. It was always when a birthday or Christmas and uh. my mom and my sister, you know, what do you want? Could you get me some cologne? Because I knew uh-huh. that they would be a better judge uh-huh. of which cologne to get than I could Good. ever be. You yeah. Know what I mean? That's and it's a great so idea. Like, whenever yep. you have an option to yeah. get and like sisters and moms, they love this yeah. Well, it's funny, and you can use that. Uh, uh, talking purely the game here, guys. This is so, ladies. Advantage. If you know girls are like girls like shoes. Girls are interested in shoes. You know they. You know whatever. Fucking, I'm a dick for whatever. That's the fact. Anyway, you fucking dick. <laughs> so, but girls hate shoes. But that means if you're a dude who wears, if you are, are a dude with good shoes, like fashionable shoes. That like goes so long. That's like, <laughs> well, it's not even a field I'm necessarily. In. I mean, I like good shoes. I, I like wearing nice shoes. I, I but mean, like, there's no like I like fashion. I think like guys who know me like know that like you kind of like I kind of like fashion. That's something I kinda yeah. Like. I have that's found, good. I've noticed that about you, David. I mean, it's a compliment. Oh, thank yeah. you. I like, well, I, mean, I like red meat like you like fashion. <laughs> uh huh. But I have noticed, I think there, I think, I wonder if, I don't think I feel it's disingenuous. I I, th- I feel like, like I have an eye for certain visual things I like. I just feel like I like, I don't think I do it disingenuously, like be, be, be into fashion or something. But I like when like a girl says like something like nice shoes. Or yeah. Like I, and I don't even mean specifically a girl talking about fashion. Like it's the only way. I just mean if you're dating anybody, you know, they have a field of expertise and they compliment you on it. It's like... You know. Well, even I've specifically noticed that you've just looked fantastic before. Like, I've just been, I've come by and been like... You're like, excuse me, Adonis. Fuck, how'd I you mean, pull what? this off? There, like, have, there were a couple of times, Romero. 
And I always, I feel like it's very obvious how weird I feel, but I feel like I have to say something about it. <laughs> and then I come I'm, over and I'm like, man, David, that jacket like looks really good. But like, I'm like a kid asking like a girl out to prom yeah. or something. Like I'm, I feel weird and nervous Roman, about like saying yeah. it. I feel so, I, I feel comfortable to. right now because we're on air and those times before uh, this, something was happening with my penis. I didn't know. And I wanted to ask you and. I said, what is this? I don't know. It's a penis. I was like, God damn it. That's I your know penis. It's my penis. I know it's a penis. But why is it Thank you, Roman. This? <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Roman. <laughs> well, let's write some more. Please be my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that actually reminded me of another question I wanted to ask you, Paul. Mm-hmm. And uh, being as a man that has a girlfriend currently. Yes. I've always wondered if. This about a lot of people, actually. Do you wish you could have known your girlfriend at the time so that you could have asked her to prom? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I can think about it like, oh, do I wish the girl I'm with was in high school with me? Like, I wish I had known this girl, you know? Yeah. Do you yeah. wish that? Right now? Totally. Yeah. I mean, the girl I'm dating, uh, my girlfriend now, Leslie, she's great. And like, if I... Knew her in high school, it would have been awesome. It would have been great to have. Like an ally. Yeah. Like, well, even to take what she was, who she was in high school at the time, you know, she was like into Bikini Kill and, you know, so it was like. uh Would have been an awesome prom date, probably. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, I lived in Iowa, like, um and that's not to say that the my, I had a girlfriend in, in high school for two years. And she was really cool. Like, I mean, like, it was, like, not, um, I don't know, like, uh, interested in cool things and artistic and, mm-hmm. like, cared about things and was sensitive and felt things and talked about it. You know what I mean? So, and I had a lot of male friends, obviously, who were like that, too. So, it's not to say that, like, I was completely devoid of interesting people, but, like, my only exposure to, like whatever like punk music and a lot of stuff like that like was like my one trip to visit my sister when she was going to school in chicago you know what i mean other than that it was like you just i was so hungry for like oh it'd be fun to like be able to go to a rock club or you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and uh uh so that i guess was a a wish i had (laughs) in in high school prom wise yeah um I went to a couple proms with the girl I dated in high school, and it was it was fun. My senior year, she was a year older than me, and we broke up. <sighs> so my senior year, I was kind of like one of those like I could have obviously just gone to the dance with my friends, but mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't have a girlfriend. The last two times I went, I did, so fuck it. And you I just, didn't like, do I didn't the prom. Go. Ugh, what a shit. What'd you do instead? And well, people go to this like five o'clock mass, uh, Catholic mass, like before <laughs> you went to church. that all the people go to in their tuxes and clothes. And I went to that oh, and it, it made a little scowly pouty face when I was, after I received communion and was walking back to my pew so everybody could see it for what nobody dude, knew what I was doing. If like, there why? has ever been a guy who's been like just moody for no reason, it's me. Like I feel like there has been, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like I need help when it's happening. I'm just like, I'm going to make this bad. 
a bad experience. Yeah. Huff I think, and puff. I think it's probably like a control thing. It's like, if yeah. I ruined it, then nobody else did for me. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't, they didn't ruin this night for me. I ruined it for myself because I chose not to go. And it's like, way to go, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, now you're not having fun. But then I went to the after prom party where people go and fake that they're getting hypnotized and <laughs> oh right they have all the stuff to encourage safe like not drinking and driving so yeah. they keep everybody in a gym and put yeah. like a air, air uh, walk and yeah, I, I used to thing. love that yeah, yeah it was I fun. thought that was so fun um, I kind of believed them like that you don't need alcohol to have fun clearly you just yeah, need well, thousands of dollars order, every yeah. night <laughs> and a big raffle yeah, yeah I, I loved can it. win a car <laughs> I, you know talking about like old high school girlfriends I have a great memory of era uh, we had this thing, Project Graduation. Uh, that's, yeah, that's Which what we was a very it. similar oh. thing. It was after graduation, so oh, the kids I wouldn't go it. out and get rowdy. They uh-huh. would have this big air walks and shit set yeah. up. And like, you know, just a big festival in, a, in the mountains of North Carolina. They had some random bluegrass band playing, and uh, I had just started dating my very first girlfriend at uh-huh. this time. And uh, I remember, like, sitting there with, like, my arm around her, like, this bluegrass band was playing. And it was, like, in the the... University gyms dance rehearsal studios where they were playing. Like, yeah. There was like a, a bar and like a dance bar, like mirrors, yeah, mirrors everywhere. But I remember seeing there being like, I've got my arm around my girlfriend watching music, and like it was just one of those things. I was like, Yeah, I've really made it. Yeah, you know what I no, mean. Totally, like it was just yeah. like such a well. That's what a good a woman can yeah. do for you mm-hmm. to make you feel that way. Well, I remember the first time I was like with my high school girlfriend. We were laying on a couch and. I, um, she was like, you know, laying on, I was sitting up and she's like resting on me. Right. And we were watching TV, but you know how like between commercials, there's always that little moment of blackness that Uh it dips and the other commercial comes on. And when it would go to black, there was always kind of this like startling thing where I'd see myself in the reflection with a girl. I'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) What? And then the commercial would come back on. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This is my, now this is normal. And then it come back down. I'd see there. I'm like, what is this? But the craziest thing was like, in high school when you were like making out for the first time and this just goes to show how fucked up it is the movies we watch the tv shows the music we listen to i was like shocked that the girl was into kissing oh totally that's the the result of the 90s i think it's it's a specific generation where we were raised of Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you you as males you know your mom you, you will rape if you're not you know if you're not that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, health class oh, was that like, there was a sensitivity that was born. Yeah. I think it's also, for me though, it's also like I never saw a movie or a representation of like courtship that didn't involve the guy being like, how do I trick this yeah, girl? How do I trick her? Because she doesn't want to do this. Yeah, and you've never so seen an actualized, like, like liberated female role that's just like, man, I want to fuck tonight. I guess that's what I'm saying is the fucked up part is like, we never saw like a woman who just like, not, she didn't not even, even have to win a slut. She could have just liked it. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's, <laughs> so when I was making out and stuff initially, and you know, the commercial stuff was happening where I was seeing her on the couch, like, <laughs> When all that stuff was transpiring, it was that was probably more what I was being shocked to and seeing in the screen was like, oh, I, she like wants to. This is cool. She likes to sit yeah. by. It doesn't involve. I haven't even executed <laughs> my master fly. plan yet. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even have to dupe her in some right. way. And that's wild. Wear a fake mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, my first kiss was in high school with this uh, same girl from the bluegrass mm-hmm. concert. 
And uh, it was pretty much the greatest place a mountain man could have his first kiss at, which Butter was in the par- Yeah, well, that was follow- followed quickly. There was the parking lot of our mall. It was the mall parking lot at like oh, 1 a.m. That's great. And I felt like I just really followed my father's footsteps at that moment and like just really... <laughs> Felt like I was a true creature of the area. That, yeah, yeah, I was so excited about it. But I do remember having that same feeling because she actually initiated the first kiss. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is happening? I didn't even, I'm st- I've still got like sentences that I'm going to say before. To win this. Yeah. To I earn this. was like, uh-huh. hold on now. I'm not like <laughs> done tricking you into wanting this to happen. <laughs> and I remember... Also, like, this is like, I, want, I always wonder if this was like another first kiss thing with people. But I remember constantly being like, this just tastes weird. Oh, I think the texture of like the, my very first taste. kiss, I thought was odd, but I loved the taste. I was just yeah. very much like, yeah, I thought it was so real. It's like so intimate. I don't know. Yeah, There's totally a lot is. of, it I was chewing rule. a lot of Big Red at the time. So like Big, big Red is like a big taste you associate taste with early this, kissing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I just had a cherry icy. So from the mall, which was they're pretty good. Uh, Both of you are always now. eating cherry ices. <laughs> uh, Paul, we, Paul, Paul Rust. Yes, we have had so much fun talking to you about yeah, it's girls and uh, bands and uh, entertainment. And, mm-hmm. uh, we really want to thank you for coming on. Please be my yes, girlfriend. Sir. It's been fantastic, guys. Thanks for having me. I had a blast. Is there anything you want to promote or? Um, well, we, I do a show with David Harris here every, uh, week at the UCB theater, Thursday nights at 11 called Last Day of School. And we do improv based on people's text messages. We've been doing this for, how long have we been a team? Five, six years? Yeah. So, uh, it's a really fun team, fun night. That's fun to come out to. First Wednesday of every month at the UCB theater at eight, my sketch group, A Kiss from Daddy, performs with another great sketch group, The Birthday Boys, eight o'clock. It, it, seriously, if you're in LA, uh, you need to take in the comedy of Paul Rust. Yeah, it uh, is, and yeah, you, you definitely need to be going to if you are in the Los Angeles area. As far as the price goes, it's unbelievable <laughs> that like how much fun you can have. Like, I can go pay fifteen dollars to go watch some shitty movie, or I can go to UCB and pay five bucks and see impressive, impressive uh, improv. It's so so funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I the mean, the price uh, I think is what's the most shocking. About I'm not talking it about myself, but, but like, yeah. no. we're living in a golden age, guys. There's great stuff to go see if you're. Living and I in go LA. a lot, so it's an added bonus. If you go, you might get lucky and see me in the audience, <laughs> which is a huge deal for you. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. Um, thank you, Paul. Thank you. It was fun.
National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.